0: Hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology as always. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, Episode 220, uh,
1: live from the Bavarian Beer Cafe in the center of Sydney. Stephen, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you too. Christmas in August, uh, actually. At the is it Text 100's Tech's event?
0: 100. It's is a PR company in Sydney that look after a bunch of tech clients, including Amazon, Kindle, uh, Lenovo, and a bunch of others. Uh, have put on this event where, where it's not just their clients, but a bunch of other clients from other companies come. And did you mention Netgear? Of course. Well, they're not Text 100's client, but Netgear. Well, they are here. Netgear are here, and we do the show, thanks to the good people at Netgear, and hi to Brad and Heidi and the crew that are here tonight. Um, we do the show with their support and uh, and your support also. Uh, we're seeing a lot of great products here, but we will bring you all the news and tech gadgets from the week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 220, thanks to Netgear. I mean, it is an interesting week, actually, because most of my uh, reporting this week has been on gadgets and a few phones and different things. I haven't. There isn't really a big headline story of the week, but I, I, I found it very interesting yesterday. I'm on Facebook on my mobile pretty much all the time, but I logged on on the, on the, on the browser on my computer, and this um, I noticed, because I use Facebook groups a bit, I've got a couple of drone groups that I'm a part of and things, and I noticed an extra link on the left-hand side of my Facebook, and it said, buy and sell. And I clicked on that, and you got this big pop-up saying, you know, this is what it is, and it's a very interesting new thing from Facebook, which is only rolled out in Sydney. So if you're in another part of Australia, you won't get it. It's been in New Zealand for a little while. Yes, you'll get it soon. You'll get it at some point. But they're basically slowly phasing in this thing, which won't be unfamiliar to people like certainly my wife who are in... Localized groups. So for example, my wife is a part of a uh, we live in the Hornsby area, she's part of a Hornsby Mums group. Um there's a North Shore Mums, there's just a Hornsby tr- trade or swap and sell group, and these groups are specifically dedicated to selling stuff. So on the weekend, uh we clean up the garage, there was a few things there. We just took photos of them, little little scooter that Harry had took a photo, went into the Hornsby group and said, scooter, you know, use scratch $40, pick up at our our, our suburb and what people do is they comment they say sold or next in line and all these kind of things about uh, three months ago Facebook introduced a, uh, a few extra buttons on those groups to allow you to actually say I'm selling a product instead of posting a message you can set a price you can say exactly what it is and what they're doing now is aggregating all of that content so when you go to this buy and sell Sydney group you see all the content from groups you're part of plus you see content from people who have posted to groups and chosen a little tick box that says post it into the buy and sell Sydney. So it's basically become a marketplace for everything buy, swap and sell in the Sydney area. It is basically the trading post of old, but regionalised and localised
1: for you. And mate, this is taking eBay on head on, I reckon. Absolutely, yeah, that's what I was just saying. I think um, eBay is still the go-to site if you want to sell your stuff, whether it's by auction or by fixed price, there's a huge number of people on there but facebook very very cleverly are leveraging their massive user base here who and how many times have you seen in your feed i'm, I'm selling something people list that on facebook anyway selling something there's a photo of it taking making advantage taking advantage of those those huge number of people that maybe their friends or they, they may have a public listing so it, it's i think it's a no brainer that facebook was that is going to do this formally now the big, the big thing for, and I use eBay a lot. I'm, I'm a bit of a comic collector and sci-fi collector, so I'm buying and selling a lot of stuff on there. The thing I think, the first question I asked you tonight when we, before we started recording was, what are the fees? Because eBay's fees are pretty solid. So you yeah, I don't something. know what they are,
0: but I, I sold my drone for $1,250 and I had to pay
1: them 120 well, so it must about, be about 10%. It's about 8 or 9%. Yeah. And, and it's depending on, on uh, it's your final value fee, they call it. They don't have a listing fee anymore. You used to have to pay a yeah. listing fee. Now that's gone. But the the thing that eBay has in its favor, though, is security yep. and the payment security as well. So yeah. the, the, you can use PayPal. I suppose you can use PayPal here too. Yeah. There's just no direct link. So actually getting paid is the issue here. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a bit easier to communicate to other people because they're probably their friend anyway and you're on a platform that allows for messaging. And that's one thing uh, that eBay bans is you trying to do any kind of sale uh, over and and above the
0: top. And you think, are they doing that because of security? No, they're doing that because they want to make sure that they get their cash. So my information is there's no plan that that Facebook will monetize this except for the fact that when you look at Buy and Sell Sydney and you realize there's a bunch of products there, plus Facebook knows everything about you they can now target advertising. So you can expect, I can expect to see in my feed ads for drones from drone companies who are paying Facebook to advertise in my buy and sell feed. Yeah. So basically, you get, you'll you get ads integrated here. But think about localization. There's two types of, of um, I guess, benefits that Facebook brings to a marketplace. So eBay has global. So that's, that's what they bring. They, have, they bring scale. But Facebook brings localization. And um, I guess you'd call it topics or interests. So Facebook knows that you and I love tech. They know you love Star Wars. They know you love Phantom Comics. If you started joining Phantom Comic Groups and Comic Groups and, and, and started selling your comics there, they would start surfacing for you
1: things that you may never have seen because... They're just listed. I'm more. i more. Yeah, you're right. I am a Phantom comic collector, and I am. I am a member of a couple of groups. And there's yeah, often, Phantom. Phantom Holic's Anonymous yeah, is yeah, what you yeah. should be. Part no, of. it's not, mate. But uh, they, there are some groups that that they, that uh, they have pictures of their collections, and they they're, they've just bought something or they're selling something, and, and, and naturally they want to offer it to Phantom fans as well. So that's kind of going on anyway. It's a good move of Facebook to. To uh, add the buy and sell option, one thing that I reckon may happen in the future, you know, now that like you know, you got a F- EFTM page, I've got a tech guide page, and they very they they sort of push you into boosting your posts. Now the algorithm, you're not going to like you know, I've got like seven thousand, you got five thousand, 5, whatever. Not all of those people see your posts, no. and there's the big boost button on the end on the bottom of every list of every story, everything you update. I'm just wondering if there's going to be an option to do that with your selling as well, In the same where way that eBay used to allow you to, you know, put a big purple highlight around or something exactly like that. Exactly right. I think that you know Facebook's a business just like eBay is, oh, yeah. and you know people say, oh, you know, the, the, a lot of people complain about Facebook, as we've always said, Facebook's free; they're, they're not charging you to use Facebook. And if there was a one that you could pay for, it'd be crap. Look, yeah. the the thing about Facebook or FaceBay
0: as I call it, um, my wife sells things. My wife gives things away there often so she'll put a. we had a stroller that it was never going we weren't going to sell it for much but she just put it on the thing and and someone came and got it we she's sold stuff for a dollar just because it's it's nice to get a dollar for it and we make yeah. a little little kids kids <laughs> jar basically so that yeah. we say to the kids look we, we need to we need to cull a few toys here you've got more toys than you need yeah. so we put them and they get to use the money for to buy one other thing so ebay you can't sell something for a dollar because you got to pay the it's just not yeah, worth it still, right so I think it's a really big deal for Facebook. I think it's a long way
1: off a of finished product. I think it's something that will evolve very, very rapidly. It's a smart move, though. Very oh, smart please. move because they the like you said, they're taking advantage of. They know your interests. They know where you live. They know who your friends are. So they're just going to naturally offer things that you're going to be interested in. So that's one advantage. I'll be interesting to see how eBay responds to this. What are they going to do? Because just recently, eBay and PayPal have actually, yeah, they're they're two different companies. You didn't see that
0: coming. Hmm, We can make more money and just sell the company to ourselves. mean, it's crazy. Um, But, you know, hey, tip for eBay. Can you redesign your site? I mean, Jesus, it's so old. It's so ugly. It
1: hasn't changed. Although, I have to say, being an avid eBay user, their mobile apps are pretty good. The iPad's good. The iPhone app and the the smartphone app, but the actual website. So make the website
0: like that. Hello. hello. Anyway, um, you can read details about that at eftm.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 220, live from the Bavarian Beer Cafe in Sydney. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long
1: and Stephen Fennec. So we are live at the Bavarian Beer Cafe. Drinking it up. Two blokes drinking uh, Coke and Diet Coke. No, No beer for us. But uh, we want to talk about the Optus new mobile sharing plans. Now, sharing data is nothing new. We've heard about it before. Optus have done it before. Telstra do it. Everyone does it. But Optus have actually uh, improved their offering slightly by offering to add smartphone plans to this data sharing. At the moment, Optus only had data-only devices that could share their data pool. So whether it's your your tablet or whether it's your mobile broadband dongle now they're allowing you to add any any accounts to the data sharing reservoir so you can share across a family across a business I even think you're gonna do it as an individual because they have new broadband mobile plans too where for 60 bucks you get 12 gig of data so picture this scenario right so say you've you just bought the new iPhone 6 plus. You couldn't afford the 8-gig plan because it was going to cost 120 a month. You could afford the 1-gig plan. Now, along comes the $60, 12-gig plan mobile broadband. So you could technically pay an extra 60 to get 12-gig a month on a mobile broadband that you of, share. And then share that with your smartphone plan and expand out that way. So you can imagine the benefits of a family. Say, you know, take my family, for example. I've got three kids We've all got. We all use data. Maybe I wouldn't use my data as quick as my kids. So rather than me actually giving my son my phone to use data, he can just hook into the pool from my for the data that I haven't used. With the greatest respect
0: to our listeners, people aren't that smart. I mean, that's the problem with these plans: is they they have the ability to be amazing, but really, I don't. I don't even know people are trying that hard to find. My problem is everyone should spend half an hour talking to each carrier and find out what the best thing each carrier can do for your family or your household or yourself is. People have got to get off their ass and find these well, deals because exactly
1: they right. exist. It, remind, it reminds me of, uh, I, I was I listened to something today about uh, credit card interest rates. Yep. And they are, you know how, how far home loan interest rates have come yeah. down? Credit card interest rates haven't moved. And all you need to do is ask your bank if you can get a cheaper deal and, and they will give it to you. But no one's actually bothered to get off their ass and ask them. This is, the, this is the telco model of that, right. where you, if you consider what your family is spending, and, and it makes it even simpler because it all comes on one bill. Yeah. So even if you run a small business, like forget the family, if you run a small business, you've got, say, four or five people all on one account, this could also save you thousands of dollars per year. And on top of that, they've got an offer where if you, add a, if you want to add an account on either a 12 or 24-month postpaid account... If you want to buy an iPhone or an iPad, you get 150 bucks off. So that's that's a pretty decent deal. Decent and you can get deal. up to five of them. So that all adds up to 750. Five divided. And devices. you know
0: what that is? That's it's hardware credits. It's been available to businesses for years. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, big businesses have such as they spend so much money with these companies, they get hardware credits to buy new things. It's amazing how that doesn't happen. Now, all that information about the Optus stuff is at uh, techguide.com.au. The other thing that was interesting this week in the telco space, Stephen, was Telstra. And this is actually, I think this is a similar example, right? Let's say you're, you've just signed up to a contract with Telstra. Um, you probably don't realize they've just launched this thing we're about to talk about, but I bet you if you ring up the ring up and say, listen, I'm on a 24 month contract, I'm only three months in, give me this deal. I'd be interested to see whether you could get 12 months Apple Music for free. So you got to remember now, let's go back a step here. Mog was a thing that Telstra launched some years ago. It was um, the, the original name for the Beats service actually. Um, The Mog was a music streaming service up to go up against Spotify. Telstra offered it to their customers, plus it was unmetered data, so you could just listen to all you wanted. Now that's gone. It's closed. It's finished. And now Telstra's offering 12 months, about $140 worth of Apple music subscription, but it will use your data. So it's a bit of give and take. I saw someone earlier earlier in the week say, oh, is it really worth signing up to Telstra to save $140? Yeah,
1: I, I know exactly who you're
0: <laughs> talking about there. And let me tell you, people will. Because will. because Telstra is offering good... We've talked about this before. Yeah. Telstra do have good deals yeah, now. Absolutely. And so to now get
1: Apple Music, which is an excellent service for yeah. 12 months, it's another compelling reason to try Telstra. I agree. And you do need to have a 12 or 24-month Go mobile plan. That's a post-paid plan. And you also need to have an iPhone. Of
0: course.
1: So... To use, to use Apple Music. But interestingly, though, you do get three months free anyway. No, so yeah. the 12 months would include that free three months. So you, oh, would, yeah. you wouldn't 148 save... $148 is not actually You'd true. actually save 107 Good point. That's mentioned in techguide.com. Had the uh, yeah got the calculator out. But um, isn't it isn't it interesting, though, how these telcos are trying to entice customers with these little offers? And and it's, I, I think it's a big deal that Apple have actually have on board with this, where Telstra are offering the customers... Yeah. You know, or, or is this something they're just going to pay everyone's account for them? Or is this something that Apple has actually offered as a, a sweetener to, to be even closer to Telstra as a telco? Uh, if anyone knows that, please uh, tweet well, us. is
0: there a link there
1: back to Mog and Beats? Mog
0: becoming Beats and Beats becoming Apple. And, you know, perhaps there was a, a, a contract that was in place that, you know, uh, Telstra...
1: First right of refusal.
0: Well, m- and maybe, maybe Telstra went, you want us to close Mog down, do you? Uh, well, what, what are we going to do about it? Very interesting, uh, very yeah. interesting. But, hey, if you want to try Apple Music for a longer term, and it's interesting because I'm a Vodafone customer, so are you. Yeah. I keep getting texts saying, do you want Spotify? Do you want Stan? Do you want, what well, yeah. you know, Fairfax? Well, that's, what, that's, what that's a good point. I can give you a tip. I don't want Fairfax. <laughs> yeah. um, but I finally, okay. finally the other day, I signed up to the Spotify thing. So I've got Spotify
1: now, and I yeah. thought, I'm not paying for it. Well, well Vodafone's got Spotify, that's right. Yeah. So Telstra's now got Apple Music. Well, what has Optus got? Data sharing.
0: Netflix, <laughs> unmeted.
1: I unmeted Netflix still. Okay, yeah, well. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in the Telco yeah. space. Oh, doesn't Vodafone offer Netflix unmeted as well? No. As yeah. well as Spotify? I think they do. No. Stan. Stan, oh, there you go, Stan. It's not unmeted, you. you just it get a was, Yeah, they get the script, su- yeah. subscription, yep, yep. You're listening to Blakes
0: two talking tech, the details of both the Telstra Apple Music deal and the Optus sharing plans are at techguide.com.au. Well, Stephen, my son, is active. Is on Activision's press release for a start. Um, they invite him to events and, and send him stuff, which is really cool because he's eight years old and he loves Skylanders. Skylanders is, uh, in 2011, they launched Skylanders as basically the first game to bring to life toys. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, you've got these toys you buy for nearly 20 bucks. You put them on, the, on a little portal and you actually bring the toys to life in a game it's evolved over the years new toys different scenarios
1: so that every year you buy the game every year you buy more toys so smart they just lock Mate, you in don't they 250 lock you in the system 250
0: million toys have been sold wow. in that four years this year um it's called Superchargers. it's coming out at the end of september and there's going to be vehicles so you can drive cars fly aircraft <laughs> and and also have boats and that's one element that's new but they announced today this afternoon that it's going to have multiplayer this is the first time that skylanders has been multiplayer so to set the scene my, my son's mates they've all got little skylanders toys when they come around on a friday afternoon or something to muck around they bring a box with all their all toys their so that so that they can play as their characters that they own now if you have my son's plays the xbox if little johnny over the road has got an xbox 2 they can play multiplayer co-op in the adventure mode plus there's new racing modes which i won't I don't really know what else to say other than it's very Mario Kart-like gaming. You know, that fun, cartoony... It has to appeal to a younger player, don't forget. Yeah, totally. I had a a play with it today. It is brilliant. Um, All the same things, you know, you're collecting stuff on the way. But because of the air and sea elements, it's nothing like any of those other racing-style games. You know, when you're riding on the sea ones, you're going through these courses, which are just fun maps... You can press the uh, the left-hand trigger button, and you can go underwater. So you can actually race the map underwater. So every element of the game, every part of the map, has multiple ways of approaching it. It's very,
1: very, very this smart. Is, and we're talking Activision, who you know the same company that publishes Call of Duty. So they do know their audiences really well. This is obviously appealing to younger use, younger players and their parents. But such such a clever way to lock players into a game. It's oh, yeah. like it's like you're, you're in their ecosystem. And, you know,
0: they they were so far ahead. You've got Disney doing Infinity. You've got Lego launching Dimensions later in the year, which is a similar thing. You put, you know, you can bring a Brack to the Future player and a Homer Simpson into a Lego game. This stuff will sell like hotcakes leading up to Christmas. Now, my concern, I'll be completely honest, is my son doesn't do multiplayer. He doesn't do internet gaming. Yeah. We've been playing with Clash of Clans lately. I think I mentioned this last yeah, yeah. week. Um, he's been playing, it and I realised that you can actually have chat in there. So I've made him join my clan so yeah. I can monitor everything he does. Yeah, right. I'm I have the same concerns here. Who's he going to be chatting to now? They tell will, me will Activision have a have a will they moderate it? Will uh, it be moderated? They, they tell me that the only chatting that's available is voice chatting during the game with your friends or friends of friends. So very Facebook-like model.
1: Yeah. But so you've got to know the people. You can't just play, have voice chat with strangers. Correct. You can
0: okay. only play against your, your Xbox or your PlayStation yeah. friends, I believe. I haven't tested that yet. So it means I've got to create an Xbox account for my son properly because he's just been using mine. Um, and you need to you need to have those conversations. So as a parent, you need to learn these things. So it is one of those times where you need to learn the extra stuff as a parent. It's available September 24 in Australia. The, um, the racing modes and stuff will be there out of the box. Um, the the dark edition will start at 120 bucks, but then the uh, the standard starter pack is 100 bucks. Uh, the vehicle toys are going to be 20 bucks. The uh, character toys are about 18. And um, yeah, more money burning through the holes of Australian Absolutely. and international parents. This we'll, pri-
1: will be a massive hit this this Christmas. I think that uh, this has really captured their imagination. The kids, re- that's a smart move, including the vehicles and making uh, all those extra modes. Well done, Activision. Full details of uh, Skylander's Superchargers Multiplayer Edition on
0: EFTM.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. And we do it all, as you say, at the start. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear netgear.com.au. They're here tonight with a bunch of products, including their uh, Netgear Nighthawks and their Arlo range of smart home security cameras. Some big, exciting Nighthawk news coming in the next few months. But uh, right now, still encourage you to go into JB Hi-Fi and other retailers to look at the Arlo smart cameras. These are tiny little cameras fit in the palm of your hand, 100% wire free. So no power cord, they have batteries in them, they connect wirelessly to a router and allow you then to stream live vision from cameras, cloud uploads to for any motion they detect. It's a great security and peace of mind solution for your home. Check it out at netgear.com.au. Yeah. Well, I I abandoned the iPhone for for a few weeks. So I started off I don't know three weeks ago playing with the G G four a bit more in detail. Um, last week, and I, I think I spent about nine days with the uh, the Oppo Oppo R seven. Now, this is new. It's uh, four hundred and forty nine dollars at Dick Smith, and Optus have now le- announced they're they're taking on the Oppo phones. You can get this thing zero dollars on a forty dollar plan. Forty dollars only five hundred meg. Sixty dollar plan zero dollars again for the device. Um, three gig of data excuse me um here's my thing though Stephen. I and this is with the greatest respect to LG Samsung I don't know why you'd buy those phones Mm -hmm. I'm struggling to understand why you would spend $999 on a smartphone when this thing has a great big screen it it is fast does everything you need now the camera is not as good but it takes great photos Uh, the the screen is not the same resolution but it still looks amazing it literally makes me wonder why so many people are buying or spending that much money on phones yeah. this is a great phone highly recommend people look at it it did everything i needed for an entire week and uh, the battery life was great um the feeling the hand is great it comes with a screen protector installed and a plastic case yeah. buffer around out it out
1: yeah. of the box well i think oppo have been pretty aggressive in their entry into the market they've been here in about a year now um they've 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 really made some interesting, some, some impressive devices. They're pretty good. They've proven they're a good uh, hardware maker. Actually, my, my top of the line Blu ray player in my home theater is okay. actually Oppo. So um, it rem- reminds me of I, I reviewed the Alcatel One Touch Idol 3 a few weeks back, and I said exactly what you said. Why would you spend $999 on a, a G- 6 or a, even an iPhone when you can get these great quality phones? The Oppo uh, in question here really really smart move to go through Dick Smith because I, yeah. I do know that a lot of these companies that bring in phones in Australia they've obviously got to do the dance with the telcos sometimes but if they if they're at a price point like this where they can get a retail partner and get an op, and get a telco partner, yeah. then you know they're on the right track. so Oppo and the device looks looks terrific. I've read your review here. It looks really smart it's pretty thin. the cameras decent, the screen's nice and sharp. So and you, get a, and you get a cover and a screen protector to boot, yeah. uh, I think it's a pretty compelling offering for someone who maybe is looking to enter the smartphone market for the first time, maybe looking to buy a device for their child, their, their parent, yep. someone like that. And the fact that it's available
0: now to Optus on a, on a low-rate plan, 60 bucks, three gig of data, $0, $0 for the device. If your kids are looking for an Android phone, uh, seriously, I don't understand why you... My thing is, they're great phones, but please look at the others. I just you know, wish everyone would look
1: at more phones. But it just goes to show, though, the strength of the brands. Like Samsung oh, yeah. is Samsung because they've just got a massive brand, massive marketing behind them. Apple's the same. Apple's yeah. just this pristine brand that it's got a lot of power. So, you know, that's that's why you ask the question, why would you buy a Samsung? Why would you buy an Apple? Well, because those brands are enticing. They're aspirational. Whereas yeah. this, this, and, and you're right, like for like, you, you know, put it next to each other, this could tick most of the boxes, yeah. but it's not an iPhone no. and it's not a Samsung. And a lot of people, like you, you, ask, you ask any, like I've got a team, my youngest, she's, a, she's 15. I asked her the other day, have any of your friends got an Android phone? She says, no, every single one of them's an iPhone user. And I, I said to her, she, she got on, I think I've told this story, she's, she's got on a plan to get yeah. the iPhone 6 And I said, I've got eight Android phones here that are just as good. Do you want one of these? No, I have to have an iPhone. That was just that's that. This is she's she's fifteen in a week, so that's that. That's what these companies are up against. And you'll know this when your kids get older. Who knows where Apple's going to be or Samsung when they're old enough? But. That's the, that's the battle out there. Yeah, it is a big battle, and our advice is to look look outside the square and consider your options.
0: A great device, I've reviewed it in full at eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig.
1: Well, it was a really tough assignment last week. Oh. Uh, so I, uh, had to fly off to Thailand uh, as a guest of Ford Australia. And uh, get by, the elephants get, by, get that's right, get not, by, not American dentist style. No, 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 that's right. Get behind the wheel of the Ford Everest SUV, which is uh, you know the reason they invited me was because there was a bit of technology on offer. I think I was the only tech writer among about fifteen motoring journals. So <laughs> yeah. I thought I think someone got sick and pulled out. That's why they asked me. But anyway, it was uh, it was a really enjoyable time. And like I love I love cars as well. Although I don't write about them as much as you do. Uh, I'm a car fan as well. And I found this this vehicle to be really intriguing in terms of how, and this, by the way, was designed and 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 um, developed in Australia. Is it safe to say this is the replacement for the territory? Uh, well, I think it's going to be on, alongside the territory. Okay. The territory is going to continue. This this, Not this for they, long. when this they when they when they pull size. out of Australia, it's gone. Well, who knows? But. This car has plenty of tech under the hood. That was my approach for my story on Tech Guide and obviously an approach for our conversation here on Two Blakes Talking Tech. The impressive part of it, they've got tech in there that companies, like I drove a Volvo the other day, some other companies haven't thought of. Or if they have, it's not quite as, not front of mind. One of the things I noticed was how quiet the car is. You get in the car, it's got a decent size, 3.2-litre engine, diesel engine, and... You get in the car and i actually got in one of the drives i thought the car wasn't on it was actually that quiet because they've got noise cancellation technology inside similar to how they use in, in speakers, yeah, right? so they've got actually microphones in the headliner that can cancel out the signal by playing it through the audio system Amazing. so it's really clever stuff you know they've got also you know lane keeping aid, so it can actually give you a bit of a nudge back yep, into the lane yep. and give you an alert They've got the blind spot information system, so that you get the little on-the-wing mirror, you get a little alert if there's someone in your blind spot. That uses radar sensors at the back of the at the the back of the car there. And, of course, they've got their forward collision alerts as well. Uh, we had to... They did warn us, though, I have to say, there is a picture of us driving past some elephants. <laughs> the funny thing in the driver briefing, they said, you're going to see a lot of animals by the side of the road. There's a lot of dogs in that around there. We're in Chiang Rai, sort of northern part of Thailand. And they said, you'll also see some elephants. And they had in red, do not use your horn with the elephants. Yeah, we don't so, want a car crash. Yeah, we don't want them to go berserk. And we did actually drive past some elephants. They've got adaptive cruise control that can maintain a safe distance. Uh, and if they slow down, you slow down and then speed up again. Uh, they've also got the, uh, the the gyroscopic sensors that apply bra- the brakes individually to each wheel. In case sort of you get off track a little bit. But of course, SYNC 2. Uh, so that this is this the technology I've spoken about now is all about safety and driving. But then on top of that, they've got Sync Two, which is even better uh, has even better voice control. I paired my phone to it. It, it, it took thirty seconds to have my vo- my phone paired. I was able to play all my crappy '80s music through the system. Hey, hey, much hey, the, hey, nothing crappy about that. <laughs> well, crappy to other people. Yeah. But were you uh, with Josh Dowling, were you? No, I wasn't. No, I did. So I did speak to him. But uh, they've also got USB ports everywhere. There's actually a full... The killer, the, no, this is the killer feature. The killer feature is the bloody PowerPoint. The PowerPoint in the back seat. I said, isn't there a USB port in the back? And they said, no, there's a PowerPoint in the back. And I said, <laughs> touche. Fair <laughs> enough. You can actually plug in your laptop or whatever you, you want to plug in in the back of the car. 230 volt. There's a 12 volt on the back in the back as well. Uh, but the uh, a little bit more on the Fords. The Sync 2, it does have... It has improved voice commands. So you can it can understand more than 10,000 phrases. Yeah, so you can say something it's like... a little bit smarter too. Yeah, you can say something like, you know what, I'm hungry. And it'll know, okay, well, let's so find stop a Stop eating, fatso. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it'd say to you me. Can, you could also say, um, find a car park or, or uh, play The Beatles or play Cut Copy or play John Farnham. Yeah. So it will understand those sort of commands. And of course too, you can use apps... Using your voice as well, because don't forget they've got an app developer program yeah. that allows you to customise your app to work app link with out. the in the car safely and securely. So, that, of course, safety is a huge a huge priority for it's them. A good too.
0: looking medium sized SUV, a great little car. It'll be available in Australia uh,
1: next year. Later this year. It'll oh, later be later this year. This year yes. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It starts at fifty four nine ninety. Ouch! And uh, goes up to I think about seventy-six from memory. Let me get down. That here. was a seven-seater. Seventy-six. Yes, it is. It is a seven-seater. Yes. Okay. And, the, and the and the backs, the two, the second and third row seats actually fold down automatically. Right. I know my wife's got a Ford Territory, and it's it's a bit of work to get all the seats down. Press one button, and it does it. So, and it's got two thousand and ten litres of cargo space and, in and the back.
0: One of the other stories here, really, that Ford will be pushing over the years ahead is. <clears throat> even though they don't manufacture cars here in australia anymore
1: this is the this is the future of ford in australia designing and engineering to design like this, hub yeah, yes yeah. it is yeah so this this is one of those cars that was totally designed conceived designed and developed in australia ah conception uh, you can read more about that at
0: techguide.com that the ford that is not conception <laughs> Well, you know, one of those things that we get often are press releases about products which purport to be a certain thing or a certain way. And I got this one about a lens for an iPhone. I said, yeah, yeah, send me one, whatever. And um, they arrived. And I put this thing called the Oloclip, O-double-L-O-C-L-I-P. Which have been around for a while. They're very, very popular it been around for the iPhone 5 and 5S before. But this is now available for the 6 and 6S. So... I put this on my phone and was impressed. Then I took it to 2UE and I, I tried out the, because uh, they've got a, got a good, good view of the city from the studio, um, and I tried out the two times telephoto. So basically this thing is a clip on top of the phone, which has two lenses. One covers the front facing FaceTime camera, the one covers the back um, normal camera. So two times telephoto zoom means you're not doing digital zoom, you've got optical zoom, which is excellent quality. In
1: the lens. The In lens does the lens. work, yeah.
0: So it's like turning your iPhone into an SLR. Uh, you know, digit, uh, swappable lenses. Then you've got a, a wide angle. You've got an ultra wide angle. You've got a fisheye. But mate, this is what blew my mind. The macro, baby, macro. Yeah. So I did this. I took a photo of a ten cent piece with my iPhone, and you can't you can't take a photo of the it number ten. Focus, it's blurry. It won't focus, won't it. focus. Put the macro on. Look at the. I can see the divots in the number ten. It's sensational macro photography from a thing that was about one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty dollars. They were at Dick Smith the other day for eighty bucks. So. Unbelievably cool thing. Um, I was literally blown away. I've had so many emails this week about it. People... Love the idea of this product. So, if you even half love photography, well worth checking out. The thing about the the, the lens covering the FaceTime camera as well, though, is forget selfie sticks. Don't look like an idiot. Yeah. You put the the wide angle on on the front, and you can take a nice selfie. I took one with the kids, and you can fit more people in essentially because it's a wider
1: angle. And also, all well, that works too. If you, how many times have you been near something like a tourist attraction or some some other kind of attraction where you can't quite fit everything in? you yeah. you got to go back a fair way, but that wide angle lens really helps. The The fisheye lens is a lot of fun as well. The, uh, the, the macro lenses, though, I think you've got, to unscrew, yeah. you've got to unscrew the the lens. They're only
0: available on the 4-in-1. Yeah. You unscrew the, the basic lenses, and uh, it still leaves a single piece of glass in there, which yeah. does the macro, and the photography is amazing. I've just never seen anything like I,
1: it. I received these as well. I'm going to have my review up probably later this week. But there's also uh, an option where you can get uh, the OLO clip with a case. Yeah. So if you've got the case on the your 4-in-1 comes with a case. So you can pop that on, and, and the case actually has a little guides so that the, the, the camera clips into place a little bit easier. You can, though, without without a case. That That's kind of one of the hassles of using this. If you've got a case on your phone, you've got to take it off. You've got to slip on. There's a little bracket inside. If you're using a 6 or a 6 Plus, you've got to adjust it. But the end result, as you said, is fantastic. It, uh, but they've been around for quite a while, Ollo. They're, they're really popular. Uh, they've been around for the 5, the 5S, five and they'll no doubt be they're here already for 6, 6 Plus, and no doubt be uh, here for the 6, the next version of the iPhone as well. Great product. Uh, all my photos,
0: I uh, took a lot of photos, and I uh, put them up at eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and
1: Stephen Finnick.
0: Well, Stephen, we could walk around the room and review a bunch of products, but uh, you've spent some time already, and at uh, techguide.com.au, we can find these, uh, these products. The first one, set of headphones from our good mates at Plantronics.
1: Yes, the BackBeat Sense wireless headphones. Now, Plantronics have been in the business for quite a while. Everyone knows that man on the moon—the first word spoken on the moon—was spoken through the Plantronics headset. Pretty good claim to fame. I use that claim to fame a they lot, do. and I would too. But these are, these backbeat sets—they're very lightweight. They're only 140 grams. They're made of really nice material. There's like leather, memory foam on the ear cups and on the headband. So really light. Another big tick in the box for that. The, all the controls are on the ear cups. On the left ear cup, you've got your... Vo- there's a Very much like the volume. old ba- the BackBeat yeah. Pros. That's right, but these aren't noise cancelling. They've got a bit of passive noise cancellation. Spring-loaded volume control, music uh, navigation. Right ear cup has your on-off Bluetooth switch and that you can also answer and make calls through your phone there's dual mic system so it sounds really cool if you're on a if you're on a phone if you're on a phone call there is a nice noise cancellation system because they are a fair way away from your mouth but you can still be heard quite easily uh, they come also with a, a, a bag they, they don't fold a lot of a lot of people like the beats how they fold up into a really small package these fold flat but one of my favorite features Is the intuitive senses so when you take this off your head it actually pauses your music put it back on plays it again and on the audio side I reckon these are sensational sounding speakers they got the high mid levels right bass is perfect so no matter what type of music you're listening to these are excellent on The audio front as well, and to top it all off, they're only priced at 249 bucks, which I good. think is a fanta- is fantastic value. So, the Plantronics Backbeat Sense headphones 249 they will be available from September the 1st.
0: Check them out techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking
1: Tech, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
0: and wrapping it up
1: with uh, what is becoming a very popular category. A dash cam from Swan. The dash cam, yes. The dash cam allows you to record whatever happens on the road. So if ever there comes a time where it's your word against another driver in the case of an accident, a product like the Swan drive Ultra could be your saviour. This video is admissible as evidence in court. Police accept it for their investigations. So protecting yourself on the road is important. Now, the beauty of this device, the Swan, the Drive-Eye Ultra, it's very small. It's only about six centimetres wide. It, it's not as obtrusive as some other models. Has a rechargeable battery. There's only some other models that need to be connected the whole time. Yep. So you can actually recharge the battery, leave, leave it on the windscreen without having a cord dangling down your dashboard, and you'll be able to record. It records in three-minute clips and then goes over the oldest clip, if nothing happens. Detects so text motion, keeps, that's right. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a sensor on board so that triggers an emergency recording. So and that one can't be deleted. So you can that that has to be manually deleted. Now, it doesn't come with a micro SD card. Uh, I thought for, for it? $229.95, it's not cheap it's a bit pricey. Yep. You can uh, I thought they'd just chuck one in the box even a yeah. 2 gig or an 8 gig Something. card. Um uh, but it can also be used as an action camera. So when you're not oh, when right, you're not yeah, in the car, you can slip it off. It comes with a wrist strap. But you know, don't don't go swimming with it. It's not waterproof, so only good for the bike or land-based activities. But it's also an action cam as well. And when it's in action cam mode, there's unlimited recording. You record it to whatever capacity you've got on yeah, your yeah, S micro yeah. SD card. It attaches to the windscreen really well. Really nice small mount, so it's not going to be too obtrusive at all. Sitting nicely in the driveway there. I can see it, it is, yeah. And also out the front, mate. I was—that's uh, yeah. a picture of me driving down my street. But, uh, oh, as I said, it, it does actually record in higher definition than full HD. It's actually 3 megapixel video resolution. That's oh, right. That's, uh, that's 2,000... I've got to find the resolution here. It's 2,304 by 1296, so it's actually random. better better than full HD. But that helps you because if you need to identify a number plate, yeah. a street sign, it does help. So video quality is really good. My only gripe is a little bit pricey. Uh, the micro USB port on the side, if you're ever charging it, the, the cord sticks right out the side, looks really messy. Should have been on the bottom or maybe as part of the mount, the charging yeah. system. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a little bit pricey. Uh, Does a great job. Comes with all the accessories you need, except the micro SD card. But $229.95, the Swan Drive Eye Ultra dash cam.
0: Check it out, techguide.com.au. And that's a wrap for episode 220. Thanks to the good people at Nitgear, netgear.com.au. Brad and Heidi and the gang are here tonight. We appreciate their support. Uh, Lovely to uh, check out a bunch of products here at, at a... PR assembly of wonderful people and products. Uh, Stephen, we'll be back again next week with episode 221. A couple of weeks until we end up uh, in Berlin for the big EFA show. Two blokes talking uh, what?
1: EFA. Bratwurst. (laughs) Bratwurst, yes. But I'll be in the US next week, so I'll be dialing it in. I'll be phoning it in next week, mate. Dedication, dedication.
0: Uh, All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for now, learning. We'll be back again next week on Two Blokes Talking Tech. (laughs)